Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk a little NFL with the Yammer. That's next. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about. And some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague is brought to you by Pelican Brewing, born at the beach. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Thursday, brought to you in the fan by Pelican Brewing Company, born at the beach online at pelicanbrewing.com. And uh, let's talk some NFL and Pac-12 with our good friend, the Yammer, at Mike underscore Yam on Twitter, NFL Network, Anchor, Sirius XM host. Uh, Mike, good morning to you, man. Let's start with Morgan in UCLA. Uh, how excited, scale of 1 out of 10, hmm. how excited are we for this game and how is Mikey M feeling about this one? I don't know how you can't be not at a 10 right now just because of the significance. When you get game day, the national audience, two undefeated teams, two teams that are sitting in the top 10 knowing what the narrative has been for this league for a long period of time, even this season, to me there's like a ton of juice here. And by the way, I think we've all been waiting for UCLA to get back to this point. It took Chip a little bit of time here. I know some fans weren't exactly – enthused uh, the last couple seasons, but I kept saying, look, young football team, they're sort of built for this point, and here we go. I had some doubts, obviously, heading into the season because of some of the losses on the defensive side, whether it was the draft or just guys kind of moving on, and, and yet they've been able to do a pretty nice job right now. So I, I'm really excited in the fact that this game is in Eugene. Chip gets to go there. I was there the last time Chip was in Eugene. It didn't go well for him. So uh, to me, there's a ton of juice in this game. Well, I want to get to the NFL with you, Yammer, because there's a lot going on in the National Football League. But I, I do want to ask you one more on that game. It, yeah, yeah. It's Thursday, man. And I said on Wednesday, I kind of leaned UCLA. I might change my opinion by tomorrow. So it's okay if yours changes. But I ask you right now, where would you lean in terms of like who you think is going to be able to get that game? Yeah, I'm actually with you that I'm leaning UCLA. There's been some moments. Now, look, Oregon and what Bo's been able to do is is certainly impressive. I, I think for a lot of us, it's hard to take the, the taste out of that Georgia game out of our, our mouth. And to me, the way UCLA has played, I have a little bit more confidence in DTR. If the run game gets going with Charbonnet, I, I think it's lights out. I, I that's why it's a slight lean, but I have seen UCLA's secondary be susceptible. And yet, you know, it's a slight lean. It's, it really is. Like, <laughs> Dave, I, I'm like, as I'm saying it, like I'm almost talking myself back to the Oregon side. Cause there's something positive points to you on, uh, on certainly that side of the, uh, of the field too. So 
I think he characterized it well, slightly in UCLA right now. I, I, yeah, it's it's going to be such a great game, and all the numbers are so closely matched. It's like no matter where you yeah. go, it's just yeah, people are going to feel one way or the other. But we know it's going to be a great game, and I have a I have a feeling the over might hit. There's going to be a lot of offense on on Odson and Odson on Saturday. Let me ask you this though, Yammer, is this? I I don't know how you feel about the Utah USC game last week. I know the officiating yeah. was a big deal. It's like ah, I mean whatever. There's bad officiating everywhere, and you had a lot of opportunities with a two score lead if you're USC to try and close that game out. Not to mention some extra time at the end of the game to try and go get a field goal. There is are these the two best teams in the conference? Is Utah back in that mix for you? Is USC still in that mix despite the loss? Like who are the two best teams right now to you in the pack? Oh God, you know, and it's funny because we're two talking. We were just talking about the two undefeated teams. USC still scares me. Uh, Utah obviously is, God, I still want to say they're the most complete team in the conference. And yet, you know, record wise, I don't know if you can go there, but you get a win like they just did. You you sit there and you say to yourself, okay, how do you not point that way? You know what, to me, guys, I I can't, Caleb for me is so damn talented that, it's so hard for me not to go in USC's direction. And I get it. Some fans are going to say, hey, you just made the case for Utah being the most complete team. He's so dynamic. I I don't know if I said this to you guys a couple weeks ago when I was on with you. I don't know if there's been a better pro prospect in this conference over the last, you know, 10 years or so than Caleb Williams. And I get it. There's like other dudes that are out there and, and people immediately in your hood are going to say, Hey, what about Justin? You know, Justin Herbert. I don't know if people thought Justin was going to be what Justin is this quickly right out of school. You know, Caleb to me is he's so he's terrific. So I, I'm not, I'm like on the fence on all your questions right now. And I feel <laughs> awful about it, but I, you know, I, I don't know if I, I'll come on with you guys next week if you want, and then let me see how UCLA Oregon plays out, and then I'll really go on record because I, I like it, right? Like, don't we need to see these two teams first go up against each other, and then if UCLA wins, then you go, oh, okay, like I don't, it's UCLA, right? I mean, yeah. well, a big I, I part of this too, Mike, is like a lot of it has to do with where the games are played, does it not? Like, does you does UCLA yeah. do what they do to Utah if they play that game at Rice Eccles? Does Utah come back and beat USC if they're playing that game in L.A.? Like, a lot of this sometimes, and that's the tough part when you get to a conference title because it's at a neutral yeah. site. Like, it's that, that weighs. These, these, some, some of these places are really hard to go in and win. Well, I'll say it like this. You're 100% accurate, but it also really depends on the field that you're talking about. When you talk about Rice-Eccles, like, that is as difficult a place to play, I think, there is not only in this conference, but certainly on the West Coast. You know, does Utah go and win that game if they're down at, at the Cali? Maybe, you know, like maybe, maybe that does happen yet. You know, the USC crowd, not exactly like Utah. Yeah. You know, there's some spots that I think home field does matter, which is part of the reason why, you know, this game in Eugene is, is so significant because the fan base there, like that's a hard place to play. And obviously it's going to be rocking because of the magnitude of the game. So that's significant, but, but you're definitely on to something there. Uh, let me ask you this, uh, Mike. Uh, you were at, you took your first SoFi experience in on Monday Night Football. You and, and, <laughs> yeah. and Mooch went to that game, and it was a lot of fun. I thought the video was great that you guys put out there. Um, despite it being a home game for the Denver Broncos, I do want to <laughs> ask you, what, what, when you see it in person and when you've seen it so far this season, how do you put into words what you're seeing with Russell Wilson? Because he's doing right now, and you don't have to say anything on this if you don't want to, but he's doing this weird thing like he's 
He's injured immediately after playing bad, and then yesterday he's got, what did he say, like Wolverine blood or something, <laughs> and now he's feeling good and he's going to play. So it's like I don't really know how much to put into the injury thing, but what, what are you making of what you're seeing from Russell Wilson? Because, boy, what a reversal of, of player that we've seen here this season. It is hard to watch at times, and you guys know there are some pieces on on that team where they should not look like this. I mean, statistically speaking – you know, bottom five in a multitude of categories on the offensive side. They got seven total offensive touchdowns, guys, this season. Seven. Travis Kelsey has seven by himself. I mean, this is <laughs> it it's not pretty watching it. And like the execution is it's a disaster. Not being able to finish in the red zone consistently. You know, here's what worries me, guys, about Denver's offense. They had 11 days in between Thursday night football, which didn't look good, and the Monday night game, which didn't look good. And I felt to myself in that time, all right, they'll figure it out. This has been a few weeks now. They'll go back to the film. They'll, they'll, there's something that we don't know. And the fact that it still looked that bad, and the Chargers weren't world beaters in that game. Like, keep in mind, I mean, Justin didn't throw a touchdown in that game. I, whatever it was, like 206 and on the box in front of me. It was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a dynamic day offensively for them. Can you imagine how ugly it really would look for Denver if their defense wasn't, in my <laughs> mind, one of the top five defenses in the NFL? Like, this is bad. Pete Carroll and Seattle – Man, they won that trade, and it is it is not even close. The assets that they got, uh, knowing that they didn't have to spend two, $200 plus million dollars on Russell Wilson, it's a huge win for that team as well. I, I don't know. You know, Michael Robinson, who's one of our analysts at NFL Network, made a great point, and he said, man, mutiny's on the way. He said, you're seeing it brewing on that sideline. Guys talking, guys chirping. Mm-hmm. It's this is this. I think this could get ugly real fast. Yeah. Uglier really fast. Yeah, it's already. Yeah, you give that touchdown stat, dear God, man. That was. I know they've been bad, and you hear something like that, it's just wow. That is that is really ugly. Let me ask you this: so on, on other teams that are struggling, which one is yeah. the biggest surprise to you? Like you see Green Bay at home not be able to move the football on the Jets. They're five hundred through six weeks. The Bucks somehow losing to the Steelers and all the stuff that's going on with Brady and his personal life at three and three. Hell, I'll even throw the Ravens in here, a team that I love. And I picked to, I think go to the AFC championship game this year. They could be six and oh, and then they blow the lead late to the giants. They're sitting there at three and three, like of these teams with high expectations coming into the year outside the Broncos, I guess the Raiders are in that category too. Uh, Which one that is struggling is surprising you the most. Yeah. Look, I'm not as disappointed on the Ravens side. I shouldn't say disappointed. I'm not as concerned on the Ravens side. Look, it's it's leads in all of these games. It's ten point plus lead against the Giants. It's seventeen point lead a couple times in, in some of these losses. So I, I'm less concerned about them. You know the the Packers thing worries me. Seventeen yeah. point loss mm-hmm. at home to the Jets. Like I don't know the last time the Packers lost at Lambeau by 17. I, I mean, it has been, it's been a long time, you know, from a Bucks perspective, I am worried. I'm almost willing to give them some mulligans just because, you know, they haven't been healthy. So like that, that's a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and of all the teams, I'm like, this is weird to me. And I don't know if you guys feel this way. The Minnesota Vikings right now have one loss on the season. And yet every time I bring them up, in a show meeting or around the office, people give me this look like, oh, come on, man, the yeah. Vikings. And 
I go, and I said this the other day to someone, I said, yeah, no, like, that's fair. Like, I, I think they're almost like a polarizing, disrespected team, at least at, at our shop, right? But then I go, all you guys talk like, oh, it's all good with the Raiders. They'll figure it out. They got one win. <laughs> yeah. Now, I do, I do think Vegas' schedule lines up really nicely for them. Um, and I, they are the scariest one-win team, I think, maybe in the history of the NFL. And the pieces are there, and they outplayed Kansas City despite that loss. Um, of all the teams that you just made listed to me, the one that worries me the most is what's happening with with the Packers, and then it's it's probably the the Bucks following that, and then I'm I'm not as concerned about those other teams. I think the Raiders are going to get back into this race, and I think the Ravens are going to be okay. Uh, Jets Eagles Super Bowl. Should we book our tickets now? Should we lay a bet Let's now? Go. I mean, come on. You <laughs> look. I know the Jets winning in Lambeau by seventeen. I. Who sees that coming, right? Like that kind of domination. But, man, I'm on it. I'm on the Jets. I think they're legit. They got a defense. My co-host hates them. He thinks they're awful. They're trash. Uh, he's not in on them. Uh, are, you a, are you a J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets man like myself? We got little wings on our uh, shirt. Yeah, yeah. Look, look. I'm. You know, man. I'm. I'm obviously in California. I've been here for for ten years. I am a Giants fan, but I I root for the Jets. It's not like I'm a Mets fan and I root against the Yankees. I'm a I'm a Giants fan. I don't root against the Jets. Like if they do well, I'm happy for their fan base. It's like all good for me. But I, I'm with you. I'm buying a little bit here, and I was starting to buy. You know, when Zach Wilson came back, I was worried about mobility for him, and and he he hasn't. He hasn't looked bad. Now, I know it, there wasn't a world-beater-type performance from from him, uh, you know, against the Packers, but Brees Hall looks yeah, he does. looks legit. Mm-hmm. You know, like at this point of the season, do you say, like, and I know there's, don't ask me off the top of my head who are the other guys, but, um, you know, like he's on the short list, right, for rookie of the year honors on the offensive side. I, you know, he's been impressive, and you're right, like the defenses look good. You know, Aaron Rodgers was, was throwing at sauce. A couple times, and it was like, no, man, like, you know, you keep throwing it my way. And at the end of the day, he's wearing the cheese head and the whole thing. I just, I'm, I'm buying a little bit on this team, and I'm happy for a fan base. Look, look, they've done well in the draft. I think everyone felt like they were, you know, one of the three winningest teams coming off of this past draft. And some of these, some of these additions that they've had are, are paying huge dividends right now. And I, look, the skill position players are coming along. They're still young, but this defense looks legit. So. Uh, I, I'm with you. I'm more buying than selling on that team. Well, New York City football is relevant for the first time in a long, long time. And I'm happy for those right. fans out there, man. I'm happy for them. The Yammer, Mike Yam on the NFL Network, Sirius XM, at Mike underscore Yam. On Twitter, go give him a follow. We always appreciate the insight, the time, and hopefully we can do it again soon. Thanks, Yammer. You guys are the best, man. I always appreciate the invite. And enjoy Saturday, man. It's going to be awesome. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.